Steelers with a quick swing pass. It's Keaton Mitchell at the sideline, across midfield. It's a foot race, and Keaton Mitchell has gone. And Hooker can't take a sack. Double clutches, throws. It is caught. Did they get the timeout? Drew McCoy. Finn, all kinds of time. Gonna take a shot deep middle. What's going on, everybody? It's Zach here with Burning the Red Shirt Podcast, here with Chris K for episode 42. Um, we're going to talk a little bowl games, some transfer portal, and kind of whatever, you know, whatever comes to mind with us. You never know. But Chris, how you doing, man? I'm good. I was hoping you'd be a little bit more excited about this. You come well, in here a little monotone, I, Zach. Yeah. I'm a little Andrew-like at this time now. I, I'm understanding why later in the day he gets a little... A little tired. Well, I think Andrew would say that, that I don't know what you're talking about. Later <laughs> in the day, we always podcast right. after work. But yes, correct. correct. Hear what you're saying. What's what's uh what's tiring you out? Lawyering or soccer <laughs> practice or what? Honestly, no. If I really told you, you'd probably be like, you are a loser. <laughs> uh, um, is it looking at uh, Ben Wallace cards on eBay all day? Is it tiring you? <laughs> out? I do that more than I'd like to admit that I do. But um, I've actually been grinding the hell out of FIFA Ultimate Team. So if people don't play that, then they don't know what I'm talking about. But Alrighty I just then. I just packed a team of the tournament, Casemiro and Foden, both 91 and 90 overall rated, respectively. So <laughs> I'm pretty stoked about that. But um, so while I'm here, let's talk about the World Cup final. You know, how awesome was that game? Did you happen to see any highlights? Any or, you didn't see didn't any see highlights any, or anything? No. I just don't. I Okay, so a couple things. I don't really care about soccer. Fair enough. Um, and I also was driving to see family, my cousin, who had just moved to a new house. So I had to have it mm. the directions up. So I couldn't, like, I couldn't even yeah. put my phone on it. Like, if I was going to my parents' house, I could just... Mm drive it and have it on my phone but no i missed it i heard it was awesome though it's good for well it, i'm not trying to harp on about the world cup i just told you i would talk about it at least a little um but the game i, I wanted argentina to win but i wasn't gonna be upset france won like mbappe's super cool messy like it was just messy and mbappe like you couldn't have asked for a much better final and um what i'm trying to say is i hope we get some bowl games anywhere near the excitement of that final because I don't think it's possible from what I could tell because that was absolutely nuts. I mean, you have Messi is known as what a top five player ever the goat now. Right. <laughs> yeah, and right. then you yeah. have Mbappe who will probably like, Listen. right. People are talking about him having the most world cup goals yeah. ever. Probably. So I read like, something today that I don't know that I can disagree with. Like, they're saying, like, as of right now, he's kind of like the Steph Curry, where like you could say after his second championship, he's he's like a top ten player in the world uh, ever already. Um, but Mbappe's resume is up there. Yeah, he didn't win the World Cup, but he won the last one, and he's only twenty three. Like, you know, it like kind of hit, hit perfect timing with age, right? Like nineteen right. is about as early on as you're going to be as like a key mm -hmm. member of a right of and a he's already scored team. he's already scored more goals in a world in just world cup play than like 99 percent of people 
In yeah, right. So, so what's what's holding him back would be what in, injury from like hitting insane milestones. Is that yeah. like a big soccer thing? Like, do guys get like torn ACLs and stuff like they, that? They do. It's more um, they say the fitness issues, but like really, it's going to come down to like it's only every four years. So it's not necessarily having injuries; it's having injuries at that particular time. Like it's right. You know, he could miss all the qualifying period for the up to the World Cup, and then the World Cup comes, and then he's out. Like that sucks. Like that those guys look to play in a World Cup for four years, and then when they get there and they can't, it's like super devastating. But what a wild concept! <laughs> like I yeah. think it's amazing, but it's a wild yeah. like. For, let's say it's the Olympics, right? Like you have you wait yeah. four years, especially like you know with Mbappe, he's playing other. What he plays in another league, right? His club team, and but like if you're track and field or shot put or like you know some of these Mm -hmm. other random stuff like volleyball, like you literally are only like volleyball and all that stuff. You play and and perform in other facets, but it's chump change compared to right. It's what a wild concept. It is wild, and and then like next, you know where the next World Cup is, right? No, you don't know. I mean, I literally, I, okay. I okay. literally told you five minutes ago. I <laughs> you did. don't really care about soccer. So, twenty twenty six World Cups, the North American World Cup. It's a shared Canada, United States, Mexico. Ooh. So Atlanta here. wanted it, but I don't think we got it right. Atlanta, Atlanta does have a have well, like a spot, but it's nothing yeah. like deep into it, right? Like quarterfinal or something. Yeah, like that. I think they have some group stage games, but they they upped it from thirty two teams to forty eight. Wait, wait, wait! <laughs> You're saying. They expanded like, the playoff. They expanded the playoff? Like they did. Is that so, like forever? Or is it just for this yeah, one? I think it's moving forward. So that's gonna... some bullshit if we're doing it for just one. We're like, yeah, we're gonna yeah. add another And here's the best games. part. Here's the absolute best part. US as is a, automatically in it. As a host nation, we're automatically wow. in it. We is don't Canada have to... in it then too in Mexico. I think so. I think Canada, Mexico, United States is a joint bid. I think. Well, I think you have the spots to give if you're going to yeah, you add another game. 16. Like, I honestly, I, I don't really care if it's expanded. That's more games, whatever. But, like, I really don't want to see Honduras in the World Cup. Like, what, what, like there's not a team I want to that's, – that's not why we should be expanding it. Teams like Italy and who else didn't make it? I'm trying to think who didn't make it that should have probably made it over there in Europe. Like, there's, like, 40 teams in Europe that should probably be in over some of the Well, theoretically far. should make it, right? Because, like, yeah. they just didn't qualify over but all the other teams that did qualify. In Europe, though. Like, they're qualifying. Uh, well, well, right, right, right. This is kind of like – It's a, like, the Europe, like the SEC. Yeah. Right. Like, so, <laughs> oh, no. so, like, imagine – I don't like, like where this show is going. Like, Ole Miss <laughs> doesn't get in because, you know, Arizona State – played well they qualified well in the pac 12 but Ole miss doesn't get in because they didn't beat yeah. the six teams in the sec that are just better than them this is like when jason campbell went undefeated for auburn and didn't right. get in the championship there you go That's what you're telling me so we're trying to tie it all together man. look at that so um anyway bowl games um any of the bowl games that have happened so far that really kind of um stand out to you as like they were pretty fun to watch or like just something that maybe didn't live up to any hype i mean some of these games were i would say the games have been more the games that i've watched have been more awful than good (laughs) right like i'm thinking all right here we go i'm thinking um utsa troy i thought this game was gonna be awesome 
didn't happen. Lots of turnovers, some guys banged up, just not a good situation. Right. UAB Miami was gross <laughs> for the large majority of it. Oregon State, Florida, like Florida just looked awful. They kicked a pity field goal at the end to keep a streak alive. Cincinnati, Louisville, I thought they might not score a touchdown for a while. Um, and then I missed, you know, I missed a lot of the Saturday games that had some good games. Like, so like the Frank Gore epic rushing performance, um, the tight BYU game with the SMU comeback. Like I missed those games, but the other ones, the weekday ones, you know, like the Marshall UConn today's, uh, well, I shouldn't say today, right? Like this week's Eastern Michigan game. Um, they were all like. I watched it because it was during the workday and I didn't, you know, like in my industry, there's just not a lot going on. People don't want to talk to me. So I just sit here at my desk acting like I'm working, which I am, but it, like nobody's hitting me up. So like I'm not working. So I don't know. Like, has this, I, so for me, it's been underwhelming so far. Has it been yeah. underwhelming so far for you? I would probably say that. Yeah. Um, I haven't watched all of these games. I, the Boise game was actually a snooze fest until the second half. Um, and they pulled it out somehow. Like it was a just a complete disaster of a game. But the one game I think if I'm gonna sit there and say that like was fun, really fun to watch, had to be Rice Southern Miss, right? Like Frank Gore absolutely just dominated that game. Just like the let's, World let's, Cup, I missed it. I missed it. I was. I didn't watch. I was. I watched sec, most of the second half, and I'm thinking, like, dude, Gore is needed. unbeatable. He's like, that's like I wouldn't do. Um. Yeah, I was at the battery watching some NFL games and some different uh, games, and then I just kind of went home and played some FIFA. Go figure. I, I say nice. I don't care about soccer, but like I like the FIFA soccer game. Dude, <laughs> like it's you know, fun, I but I just don't really. Out. I wasn't gonna call I, you out because I know you play. I we, play, but I just together. don't care about the actual performance yeah, yeah. of the real teams. Like, so I know some of the names, but I just and I but I just can't connect the dots on a lot of stuff. No, makes but, yeah. sense. So. And I just tweeted out the pod link for my personal. Oh no! Account. So we Way might get some go. actual watchers. That's great. It's unfortunate. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy but no i think the other game that was actually surprising like florida kicking a last second field goal to prevent the mm. shutout like i didn't honestly i thought oregon state was gonna win but i didn't expect that 30 to 3 like i know i know florida was on a backup quarterback and and everything but like damn oregon state I think, or, I think people have slept on oregon state all year long and while they're a good team, nobody really just believes that they're that good. Um, yeah, I think it was a mix of things. I think you're right, though. Like, I think, you know, Anthony Richardson not playing as much as there is some debate about how good he actually mm -hmm. is. That it, when your backup that's playing is J uh, Jack Miller, that that's impactful, right? Yeah. Then they had a bunch of other dudes not play in terms of receivers, a couple of running backs. What was surprising to me was the score with Damien Martinez not playing because he got hurt. Yeah. So or I should say playing so limited due to injury and they did not have any issues. Um, and they were missing a couple of receivers from the start as well, which was a little surprising. So um, I didn't, like I said, 
I, I watched some of the game, but it was kind of like one of those like bar settings. So you're kind of just watching from the side. You're not really watching like up front. But I'm not surprised they kicked the field goal at the end. <laughs> oh, I'm not. Billy either. Napier is not going to. He's like, I'm not going to be the guy that's given up this shutout streak if I don't have to. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which is, is, is pathetic. And that would have been one they time. talked about all offseason, I think. It's one of those that you just kind of look, just, just take the three points. Let's not have that all summer long. They talk about how we the last game is the one that broke the streak, all that stuff. So I think that was – yeah, I'm not yeah. surprised either. It's, I, I think it's probably for Napier the smart move because mm-hmm. we're going to make fun of him for two, three weeks, and then we're yeah. just going to go into offseason mode and next right. season. Like – if he didn't get it though, and he has a bad year, like it's gonna, it would still stick around, right? Yeah. Like it'd still be. And the well, crazy part know, is, what if he misses that field goal at the end? Yeah, well, like a lot of shit could have gone wrong right there. <laughs> I, I mean, you have to take the chance. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. went for. I will commend him. It's not like he kicked it. There was an opportunity, I think, with like seven minutes left. I think I saw a tweet about that said. You know, hey, the streak's on the line. They go for it on fourth and four, two or something yeah. at like the 24, and they missed it, right? <laughs> um, so he didn't immediately go for it, like and go right. for that type of streak continuance. But yeah, um, I'm hoping that the, the future bowl games will be good. I think this uh, Wednesday, the 21st, uh, Western Kentucky, South Alabama game has a lot of potential, especially yeah. with you know, Reed and Corley both saying they're back. They're going to be at Western Kentucky. I think that's going to be a fun one. You know, things always get weird with triple options. So like Baylor Air Force. Yeah. Could be Air Force is weird. tough, man. They're a good team. Yeah. I wouldn't want to mess with that. Like if yeah. I'm a, if I'm a, like a power five team, like I, I want to avoid. That's the, the last team I want to play in yeah. a bowl game like, uh, or a Navy. Like, uh, no, because <laughs> you know, like, yep. Those linemen, like they're just trying to make it out of there, and not get hurt, right? And- yeah, and you're practicing for all this stuff, right? Like a lot of, um, this is like the same thing in college basketball, right? Like extra practices, right? Just being bowl eligible or going to the NIT or the CBA or whatever the hell that is, um, in college basketball, like in the, obviously the NCAA tournament, like right. that provides you extra practice time, which is super impactful for young guys, and. Now they're going to be wasting it on the triple option. Yeah. You know, like in the only triple option, you know, Navy and Army play essentially the same type of triple option. Coastal plays like a cool triple option. Spread option. Yeah. Yeah. And Air Force is like the, its own unique. So, like, they, unless they play Air Force again, there's like literally zero need for yeah. them to You practice. just hope your athletes can out athlete them, really. Right. Like, you, you, I don't, I just don't feel like you're, you're, spending i mean you you got to coach them up to defend an option but like i think you just hope that your athletes can make the plays that they need to make but uh moxley's watching um he asked why western kentucky and south alabama is playing it's prime time 9 p.m <laughs> anytime you get an 8 p.m local time game in new orleans you gotta do it yeah so, you've been in new orleans right you're you're closer to that neck of yeah the woods. i've been in new orleans it's been a little while but i have been in new orleans what are your thoughts? Uh, you a big fan? Um, not really. Like Let's, food, food's great. Food's fantastic. But I think New New Orleans is a little bit of a transitional awesome, right? Like when you're younger, yeah, 
you're like, this is awesome because of the partying and stuff, right? The craziness right. that it stays up. That's all what night. I'm saying. I've transitioned to the work. Well, the food's awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's got such a good, different flavor and taste. Like yeah. I had, a, I lived a couple of years young in Lafayette, Louisiana. So I didn't really get to experience it because like, what kind of palate does an eight year old have? I have know? been to Lafayette. Did I tell you that? No, I went to the Boise state Lafayette game. What year was that? 2016, 27, whenever they played down there. Ooh. It was like the first or second week of the season. And all I can tell you was it was humid. Dude, it's so shit. humid down there. Yeah. It's like, brutal. It was like 96 degrees with a 98% humidity. <laughs> I think it was so, awful. It sounds right. But yeah, I don't. Why are they playing that light? Who knows? I was yeah. worried. Because I got a little bit of, we're going to do a little bit of a date night tomorrow night. And I'm like, or uh, I should say that night, the 21st. And I was like, ooh, like that's a pretty good game. Like I kind of want to check that out or maybe not me and Chris. Chris and I are not doing a date. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, with my wife this time. Yeah. And so I'm like, oh, well, it's at 9 p.m. Good to go. go. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, Like you said, Baylor Air Force and Friday night, you got a couple. Louisiana, Lafayette, I guess Houston. Mm-hmm. That that one seems like it could be fun. I think old school Louisiana makes that fun, but yeah. I don't know how much I like Louisiana now. Like I thought Napier's They're Louisiana basically was at home. fun. They were really good. Right, yeah. And the Independence Shreveport. Bowl is super close, yeah. They're close to both, though. Houston's... Yeah, it's not far like, either. What, three hours from New Orleans? Something like that? So. Yeah. Not that it's in New Orleans, but like to give right. you an idea of how close it is, Louisiana. But right. and then the other game Friday at uh, six thirty, Wake Forest, Mizzou, the Gasparilla Bowl in Tampa, right? Yeah, that's like yeah. a big thing, Gasparilla. Yeah, you ever I think about that? that I learned about that. What I don't know if it was the pod I listened to you guys on, or maybe I was on. I don't remember, but I remember hearing about it. Oh no, no, it was the Twitter space. It was the Twitter space we mm-hmm. did, and I think it was Moxley that that brought it up. Dude, Moxley is all worldly <laughs> over here. Uh, I have a lot. Uh, I used to work for a company that was like, like partially based in Florida. So I have mm-hmm. friends in Florida. And so they told me all about it. And it sounds crazy. Sounds fun. Um, but now all I think about is I don't know what the hell a Gasparilla is, but <laughs> now that's all I think about when I see it. But right. Well, now we I, have the, I, I the dreaded... on, before, before we go, yeah. I wanted to actually mention this because. I don't know if a lot of people have even listened to it. I hope you have by now. But last week's pod, um, you, Andrew, and Froton was outstanding. I I listened to it. Like I didn't listen to it that day. It was a couple days later when I listened to it. And I thought that was like they don't even need me. I should not even be on a podcast anymore. Like it should just be that was three. Like I should just be kicked off my own podcast. I thought you guys were that good. So I wanted to say that. I, well, thank you. I think Froton <laughs> is just energy, man. He's just yeah. pure energy. He's fun. It's like uh, I have friends that uh, obviously I enjoy, like I, I value their friendship. And part of it is I can be around them in the worst mood. They will always make me smile. They'll always make me laugh. They have yeah. energy. They're positive. Froton is that <laughs> dude. He's hilarious. He's knowledgeable. He like genuinely would do anything for college football. Yeah. So it's like really hard not to have a good time with them. Uh, maybe one day we'll talk pre show antics, but he, he's a trip. <laughs> he's on, he's welcome anytime. Honestly, like he, he and 
Andrew were just like it was just hysterical listening to like their their strategies on playing like props. It was it was fantastic. <laughs> it was good. But, yeah. 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 Uh, if you haven't I, checked honestly, it out. You yeah, really if you haven't should. checked it out. Episode 41. This is episode 42. So if episode 41 was great. It, and the nice thing about some of these more recent episodes is we've talked about 2023 stuff. So mm-hmm. like literally you could listen to this in January and you probably would get the same value out of it because we're talking a lot of very generic things and ideas and concepts. And we mentioned at times, right? Like, well, this guy's in the portal or, you know, like if this situation were to arise. So I think the, what we've tried to do more recently is realize that like, a lot of people have transitioned out of 2022 and just like are done with the year in a sense. So what would be interesting to learn or listen about, about 2023 and some of these more recent ones have definitely um, been focused on that type of stuff. Yeah, for sure. Um, I know there's, there's a bunch of bowl games left. I don't want to dive into all of them unless there was one you wanted to kind of, I think I I will. I wanted to kind of get into 2023 again, but yeah. Well, a couple quick comments. Andrew and I love the Christmas Eve bowl game. Mm-hmm. And what a bummer it is. Oh, yeah. Middle Tennessee, San Diego State. Like, that one's a little bit better than, like, the typical San Diego State because of uh, Maiden is, like, an actual, like, energy-type good quarterback. Mm-hmm. And then my favorite part, though, is Christmas, the day after Christmas. Yes. It's, it's maybe the grossest <laughs> But maybe the best bowl game of the year, right? Like this game could is has two options: complete dumpster fire, awful football yep. game, New Mexico yep. State Bowling Green, or fifty-two fifty in one person. <laughs> like the twelve touchdowns are going to come from two guys. Yes. Like that's the only two options that are coming from this game. <laughs> oh man! I honestly, if that happens, I will be stoked. I mean, we saw Diego Pavea in like his last game had like four touchdown passes and all of them for were for like 69 yards or more, which is a good thing if you get that in bowl bash, because any touchdown 50 yards or more is bonus points for those that are playing bowl bash. Yeah. Tell me more about bowl bash. What a transition. (laughs) Yeah. Um, If you didn't know, it's too late to sign up now, but it's the bowl season long DFS contest we host on fan tracks. Um, it's a little different than just your typical DraftKings or FanDuel. Um, but you fill, fill out full roster, 19 players and, and or defenses. Um, and just use that salary and make the best team. But I'll say, I'll just, I don't care because I'm not playing for a prize. I'm just playing for fun since I'm the host and I set the salaries. Um, but I am playing Diego Pavia, Pavia, however you want to pronounce it. I think you have um, to. I'm, yeah, I'm playing him, and I'm hoping for one of those four touchdowns, all 50-plus yarders. That'd be great. Um, but let's talk about it. Like I played Frank Gore. Like I, I thought it was kind of a, between the three of us, me, you, and Andrew, like all three of us would have played. Four Gore. of us. There's Moxley here. Oh, Moxley, yeah. I'll, okay, absolutely. <laughs> I, was ta- I was talking about the three of us on the BTR team here, that we would have played Gore, and – Surprisingly, Andrew doesn't even play him. Yeah, and that's he his says guy. he's an afterthought. Like he never yeah. even considered him. Like what? But that was um, disappointing. Right. I and, played him. I loved him. I was. Yeah. That was one of the more early guys I picked. I of the guys I've used so far, I've used Gore, 
Tyler Levine, who I kind of had an eye on because I was looking yep. for in terms of like pricing. Um, I played Christopher Brooks a lot because of the matchup was really nice. And like I had the Paul and Puka, those two guys out, I figured, and he did fine. He was, he was cheap enough where it was whatever. It's not a big deal. Um, it just won't like, you know, do anything crazy. So right. some of those options there, I had uh Taylor green, the Boise state quarterback, the Halani stuff was interesting. I know you played them, but you I did. probably didn't care too much to swap or anything. I, you know, it's funny. Rivers. If you, you probably can go look, maybe you can't see it, but like you can see like the transaction history. I made the swap from Halani to JT, back to Halani, back to JT, back to Halani. Like I was back How and forth. How cheap was JT? Uh, what was, hold on. Halani was, I knew it was cheaper than Halani. Halani was, give me a second. Lonnie wasn't that bad. He was like no, 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 no. Yeah, like fifty two hundred or something like that. Mm-hmm. Why is he not? Sh- why is his price not showing up? Uh, fit, yeah, he's fifty two hundred, and I think Genty was like four thousand. Like it wasn't much of a difference. That's still um, a decent price. I mean, everything that was going on with Genty was forty one, forty one hundred. So, you know, the problem with that was it was all speculation. Right. Right. There were rumors. There was a random article. You know, then people are trying to connect the dots of like, you know, an older guy who kind of got banged up during the season a little bit at the end. Like, is he going to play? He did play. I think he started technically, yeah. right? And got like yeah. seven carries. And then Jeans, he got like what, 25 or 28 carries. Yeah. So I don't blame anyone for not playing him. I know Andrew, I think Andrew played him though, right? I don't know if he actually. I can. I think I, I can look, but I, I know he, he doesn't said like that, looking at his roster. So I, I don't. think what he said was that, like in hindsight, we're all idiots. We should have, we should have played him. But right. the guy everybody played was Jermaine Brown with um, yes Dwayne McBride out, yeah. which was a no brainer. But honestly, we kind of got lucky because he didn't have yeah. the best of games until the second half. Right, like that last touchdown kind of saved it. Um, although I don't know if it really matters since like, I think 70% of the contest played him. I don't know the exact numbers. I don't have a spreadsheet. He was so cheap though, that like, if you don't have him, you kind of have to like, you have to get a little lucky on a couple Mm -hmm. different things. Right. He's 3,300. And that was me pricing him up. I had to price him up to that because I McBride, I had to set the salaries, um, beforehand. Like yeah, a week yeah no, I mean, because technically he was named out 24 hours later, right. and it was, like, super sketchy. Right. I would have never played. I don't care how much Jermaine Brown was. If Rick Bride was playing, I would have never played Jermaine Brown. So I don't think that was a right. pricing error. But No, no, no. I, it was it, I, What I decided to do, I'll just tell people kind of how I come about some of this. I decide to, like, if I have a question that a guy may not play, like I feel like whether he's going to go pro or what, like I try to price up his backup at least a little. Um, like for example, like Bryce Young, it was the speculation. Oh, is he going to play the bowl game? And then he comes out, he is playing the bowl game. But I had to price up Milrow in the case of him not playing. Same with uh, Miller Moss. Miller Moss, right? His name. Yep. From Caleb, right with Caleb Williams. With Caleb Williams, and they're saying he's on track to play the bowl game so that was just more so to protect the pricing in general it can't just, hurt right like no yeah. one's 
gonna be <laughs> no one's gonna play Miller Moss. No, Caleb Williams. It's, so it's not like. But if you, I don't if, care what if, Miller Moss's price is. Like no one's playing him. But if you had had, let's say Bryce Young had been announced out, right? Milrow's minimum. Mo- right. He's minimum. You got to play Milrow because you know he's going to put up at least two or three touch, and he's a little more of a runner anyway. Yeah. So who is Quinn Ewers' backup? Do what? Nothing. Oh, because I didn't price him up. Is that what you're asking? <laughs> yeah, and that was an oversight. Let's just or I should say Quinn Ewers. Is he the backup, or is he the star? Uh, anyways, I know what you're doing. I'm just playing with it. Have some fun. You, you're gonna miss one or two guys, and yeah. honestly, it's it's. I wish like DraftKings and stuff would do this a little bit, where like you just you gotta tempt me into considering. Like yeah. the option is average, the matchup is whatever, but the price is so low. I'm kind of considering it. You know, like that's what yeah. I would. I would hope that DraftKings does more often. Like, yeah. give me an elite running back against Georgia at 5K on DraftKings. Yeah. Then I'm like, okay, like, what are we doing? Whereas if he was playing Purdue, he'd be 8,500. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Like, I'm not playing Blake Corum at a healthy Blake Corum at 9K against Georgia. But yeah. if you put him at like 5,500, then we get a little, we have some fun with it. Yeah. And I don't think, I don't, they don't need to do it because they don't have to, like they don't have to spend that much time on it to get, no volume is changing in terms of, right? Like that's all they care about is how many people are playing. Mm-hmm. And that's not changing based on that, but it would be still fun to experience. Absolutely. All right. Um, we can cut the bowl bash stuff, but I do want to talk about the latest portal guys, the guys that have kind of, landed somewhere out of yeah. the portal um well first we had colin schley commit to ucla um which was kind of cool actually it's really cool um i know andrew's stoked about it um then not long after that a day or two after that the the guy dante moore right dante moore yeah dante moore flips his commitment from oregon to ucla do you think that changes Schlee, or do you think, like Andrew said in the Discord, and by the way, if you haven't joined the Discord, please do. Um, Andrew says that why would Moore do that to hold a clipboard for two years <laughs> behind uh, Schlee? Amazing response to yeah. Brandon Chat. I think it was Brandon Chapman, right? Yeah. Um, his question of like, why would he do that? Um, I think Schlee's fine. I think that's an amazing fit. There's two years there, which makes it a little interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm Dante Moore, I mean, I don't know what why he's making decisions, so I can't really put a full right. gauge on what he was thinking. But like from the just general view of it, it seems like Oregon makes the most sense because you sit behind Bo for a year, which is mm-hmm. totally normal. No one ideal, would, really. Yeah, right. Nobody would think, hey, something's mm-hmm. wrong. You get you can sit behind a fifth year starter. There's zero risk, and Bo Nix, like zero, like Bo Nix mm-hmm. is gonna provide him with guidance without a doubt yeah. right there's zero risk to bonix there and then he becomes a starter in year two and all the other oregon quarterbacks are not good right like right ty thompson never contended for that job yeah um, and he's probably transferring to fcs school anytime like any day now right at ucla though schley it has two years so it, it is interesting mm-hmm. schley also as much as we love him and think there's 
actual tools, actual performance on the field at times, there is a real shot that like he does not play more than let's say like 18 of the 24 games. Like I could see Dante Moore taking over at some point in the first. Right. Time. Right. And if that happens, does he, does he portal again? Well, I think, uh, I mean, I think, yeah, like, kinda, what do you do at that point? Right. Like, right. You kind of have to play. Yeah. Right. I, do I think it's likely? No, but I, it's certainly, it's certainly possible. Yeah. I think Schley would have to portal again, which is dumb. He should have, I don't know. When you're a talented guy, you should just go to a place that makes a lot more sense. And it kind of seemed like UCLA made what, sense, though. I mean, did, on the surface, made it sound like Moore yeah. and him were both like friendly enough where they knew the situation. Right. So, what does that tell me? Does that mean that Dante Moore is sitting for two years and everybody's cool with it? Because I can't imagine Dante Moore is cool with that. Right. When, when he would have probably been starting almost guaranteed year two. Exactly. And there were rumors that he was going to go to Michigan State, I think. I wonder. And I, he would have started probably see, day one there. Here's what I'm wondering. This had to have come into, into play. UCLA being in the Big Ten had to have come into play, right? Like if, if they probably said, they probably said, look, Oregon's cool. They're, they're, they're a great team, but they're going to be in a Pac-12 that's, left bare and i'm wondering if he thought you know what i would much rather play against ohio state michigan usc is it possible he's playing the travis hunter game where he's going to give it a go at at ucla knowing that he's he's getting nil money for one year and then he's probably going to leave anyways yeah I wonder how I much know. that like plays into it for people, not the NLI money, but like the fact that like nobody cares if you transfer, right? Like, so it's not negatively frowned upon. No NFL GM is going to say, well, I'm not, I'm not going to draft you because you he transferred. Bailed on like, team. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Or that means you're not good enough because you transferred at one point. Mm-hmm. So do you go somewhere a little bit more high risk, but maybe make some extra money or you get some extra connections or something. And then you just know that the really what you care about is the second year, because in your second mm-hmm. year, you're going to start. And it's like expected that you're going to start. Does that make sense? What I'm- yeah. 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 I, I look, we've already talked about college kids and, and this is a high school kid in this case. Um, we, we definitely question their decision-making a lot of times, but who am I to, to know what they've been sold to? Right. You, you know, like we can sit here and speculate all we want. And and I'll, I wish Andrew was here because we talked about it in the uh, chat. Like I actually hate recruiting. Like it's just, it's, it's, I don't care where a player goes. Just tell me who's there come fall camp. That's just how I've always been. Recruiting is not that big of a deal to me, but I do always wonder, like everybody talks about like, Oh, why would he go there? Why would he go here? but you have no idea what they've been sold on and why, why they value one school over another. Mm-hmm. Like if it's me, like if, let's say if I'm in high school, I'm going into college. Like, do I want to be close to home? Do I care if I'm close to home? Do I want to make the most money? Do I want to go to the NFL and not really care about where I play? Right. Like what, what matters? Do you have to, to play year one, year right. two. 
you're like, thir- like you know like there's a lot of academics like, there's a lot of players out there that like there's the whole yeah. calvin johnson when he went to georgia tech his family made him like promise to them that he would yeah. graduate and and like stuff like that what i find funny is people that will absolutely dog these guys these kids that actually want to go get an education and it's like you know like oh well they 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 make more money playing football it's like yeah but that's not a guaranteed like you could break your leg tomorrow and never recover fully from that like Mm -hmm. like if you're going to go somewhere and academics is important to you like i fully um respect that respect support and respect it because like you know it's it's it seems rare anymore but you know how who am i to say why a guy goes somewhere but i think anyway. it's also interesting in the same regard the whole like the the, the cam mccormick stuff from oregon where he got the ninth year of eligibility oh, yeah. and people are like hang it up dude well and like i get it right but like and that's a funny like great tweet but like maybe he just i played baseball for almost three years after college making literally nothing like 600 bucks yeah. a month you just for like enjoyed six it. months a year which meant i couldn't have a real full-time job right but i did it because like i loved i wanted that one percent chance right yeah like i wanted that possible yeah. if it was one person i wanted that i right. wanted to hang with the guys like i think i i realized that like i'm super young i'm able to do this i don't have a family i don't have kids i don't have uh like a wife right like things like that that are holding right. me back and, and not that a wife would hold me back or well that guy's like, like 27 so he might have all of those things well, he probably has at least three of each, you know. If he was at BYU, he's got five of each. Oh, geez. All right. But well, but but my point is that like we don't know what he cares. What if he's right? What if he's getting extra degrees to accomplish his afterlife real full time job? And also now he has no student debt, right? Like maybe he's playing the yeah. game better than everybody else. Or right. maybe he's not and he doesn't give a shit. What I cares. What I thought though, when he got his what, eighth, ninth year, whatever year it was, my, my question is why does Oregon still want him? Like you're telling me that Yeah, is he getting a scholarship or is he not? Like, like is it half? Is it I, yeah, does he hold a spot? Does he take that's a spot? Too. Because the way I look at it, it's like okay, Oregon's like they're they're getting this guy for the ninth season. But what has he done for you in the eight previous seasons? I'll tell you that what justifies he does. him staying there over a, a top 10 mm. recruit coming in like I, I don't think scholarship numbers matter as much like in terms of like can we fit this last guy in i think like experience matters more i think for people. oregon he clearly is like a locker room guy lock, locker room guy i mean he's got 25 <laughs> yeah. catches in not eight years like right it ain't the on the field product right You're right so there's got to be stuff off the field that yeah. they he's value. a team captain He's a coach yeah. that's a player essentially right now, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think there's value in that. And, and maybe he's getting a scholarship. Maybe he's not. Right. Um, who 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 knows and who really should? And but I want to clarify, like I wasn't saying like he's he's not worthy of playing for Oregon. I'm just saying like as a in general, a it's team, a valid question. Like a team that like gets like they go for this eighth, ninth, tenth year of of eligibility, but what? What, what's what value the does he bring? Yeah, what like, value do they does he want bring to him? It's, right. it's an intriguing question. Nine years, and he's got twenty-five catching catches in eight seasons. But I guess if there's you're going something for the there that they like, what is it? It's a you it's go for the question. eligibility. He's go. He applies for the eligibility, not the team, not the school. Right. So right. he would apply for it. So he has the option now to to portal 
I guess. I mean, everybody has. I, can <laughs> I mean, like if he says he look, also played. If people forget, like the rules nine years ago were different than it are yeah. now, right? Like <laughs> that's so crazy. You can actually. Like I don't know the exact specifics of the rules, so don't quote me on any of this. But yeah. like back then, you could medical redshirt, and then you could redshirt. Yeah, I think nowadays, if you redshirt. You it's just can't all medical redshirt the next year, so but like, you don't have to sit out for a transfer for portal portaling stuff. Yeah, for portaling. Yeah, right. And things yeah. so things change. It, they're very different back then. But he obviously provides something. Who knows? And maybe he's for free, right? Like maybe he's not on scholarship, right? And he just wants to get another year of school, whether that's yeah. tap dance class or law yeah. 407 or something i don't know <laughs> like you know who knows right so i want to talk about a few of these other guys that have poured that have gone you want to talk about the ninth year guy with 25 catches for 20 minutes no i think we're good on that i think we're um, good on that one yeah i agree but a couple of the guys that kind of the bigger names that have portaled and have found a home since then is dorian singer out of arizona the wide receiver going to usc yeah. seems like a pretty um that one what's like the word? what's the word I'm looking for the legitimate transfer for them like that's that's going to be a nice fit for him. That um, felt like the the given when he went to the portal. I think yeah. everybody pretty much was like West Coast guy, super talented, right. good receiver. Obviously, USC makes a lot of sense. They lose Addison. Is Mario like? Mm-hmm. Is he a two or is he a one or is it I worth can... just getting him because why not? Right. Right. So right. I think that one made a ton of sense from the jump. Yeah. Um, Travis Hunter has not declared anywhere, committed anywhere yet, but he's portaled as kind of expected from well, Jackson the, State. Well, the the hot team on this one, have you seen, is Georgia? No, I haven't seen that. So the rumor is that Georgia's pretty hot on him, which obviously, why wouldn't you? I think almost talented. every team's going to be yeah, pretty hot right? on him. Yeah. And apparently he they were super close to getting him before Jackson State, like just like FSC was. Mm-hmm. I would seriously question his – decision making if he goes there for receiver purposes if he goes there mm. as a defensive back like yeah amazing fit like the dude will be a top could five, he not play top both? 10 pick in two years if he plays both i will be he has to play db if he doesn't well, play right. db there then i i question it because like why would you go there as a receiver like you're you're like db one but like wide receiver four kind of thing if he was a poor man's charles woodson how about Deion that, Sanders? I mean, Deion Sanders is a poor man's Charles Woodson. So, okay. Yeah. Oh, 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 hot taking it. The Dion went on Heisman. That's fair. Just, just checking. <laughs> I, you, you know, if he plays like that, um, like a even better Jabril Peppers role yeah. type thing where you're, you're stuck, you're trying to be that stud on defense and then you have package plays and offense, right? Just basic plays and offense and maybe you return punts kicks things like that then i think that's an incredible fit if mm-hmm. he tries to be more of a receiver then i don't know man it just doesn't make a lot of sense i just think that you can go better places yeah um another one was that i saw it's not a big name but um elijah spencer from charlotte ending up at minnesota seems seems kind of cool i guess he could have been really cool yeah. what's up with minnesota what are they putting in the water? What are they drugging these kids with? Because they they're getting a lot of like good receivers, mm-hmm. and they don't really have a quarterback, and they don't yeah. really have an offense that fits. Jeff Sims. Jeff Sims to the to Nebraska. 
Jeff Simpson, Nebraska is awesome. Yeah. If he would have gone to Minnesota, we could have <laughs> had some fun. But he's at right. Nebraska, which will still be fun, I think. Um, yeah. But I am confused at what I think good for Minnesota, right? Yeah. To be able to get that type of talent at, yeah. at a receiver. I'm really interested to see what else they do because you can't just you can't just do what they're doing and then not get a quarterback like or not change mm-hmm. the system. Right. So I'm really interested there to see what they do. I think Jeff Sims is awesome at Nebraska. Mm-hmm. I think Matt Rule has a really good pedigree of getting a really good history of getting athletes to overperform or to hit maybe their athletic um, upside. So that'll be interesting. Right. Yeah, we already talked about Schley, UCLA. Um, there was another one I wanted. I just had it here. It was, um, oh my God. Oh, I had uh, Leary, Devin Leary to Kentucky. How do you feel about that? Like everybody hyped Levis up so much. Is he kind of hoping for the same? Do you thing? think he's just doing it because Levis did it? Maybe. Like Levis had a pretty subpar season and. But he's got he's got intangibles, right? Like he's got <laughs> right. the incredible the arm, the right, tools, right. not the intangibles, the tools, right? Right. And which is interesting because I don't think Leary has the tools. I right. think Leary has been more of the actual game producer. He had that big season two years ago. Last this past season, he was hurt a bunch. Mm-hmm. Um, he missed a bunch of time, and it, his numbers weren't all that interesting to start. But to be fair, there was plenty of time left to get it right, but it just didn't happen. He got hurt. So I don't know what the fit is there. I think they're mm-hmm. they're going to be changing their offense a little bit. Raymond Davis committed there as well today. Or yes. I should say uh, Tuesday, the 20th, whatever, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> um, right. It's at night, whatever. It's, we're not risking anything. We're live um, anyway. Who cares? Yeah, we're also live. <laughs> so that'll be really interesting. They have some good receivers. Barry and Brown, Dane Key. That could be a fun offense. Mm-hmm. Um, For sure. So, JoJo uh, Earl to TCU. And um, somebody else, Jake Beck went to TCU, yeah. I think. I don't know. And Max Duggan's out. So is it finally, is it Chandler Morris? Is it finally Chandler Morris? Yeah, we need to not talk about it for Andrew's sake, so he can yeah. talk about it next. I'll time. let but him talk about it. He's I, got a couple things he wanted to really hit home on this yeah. pod, and he's. I think it was BYU. Yeah, BYU, and the I think the uh, this the Christmas Eve slate. Or, oh no, I don't even want to. I don't even want to spoil what his other topic was because it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's an Andrew topic, and I it's an Andrew I topic. Yeah, I can't do it. But um, I think from a TCU yeah. standpoint, back to the receivers. I think that's those are some fun, talented players. Yeah, I don't think Jake Beck is like the craziest of options, but like I think he's been productive. Like mm-hmm. he makes TCU better, hundred yeah. percent, right? Um, and then the other gentleman you said, what was it? I forget the guy you brought up, but other Four. receiver to TCU, Jojo Earl. That's Earl, an interesting yeah. option as well for TCU. That also yeah. makes them better, different type of uh, talent in a sense. So. I, I think TCU's making smart decisions at receiver. Yeah. They're losing a bunch of guys, uh, specifically right. Quentin Johnston. I don't know if he really can replace like a, a beast of a receiver like him, but right. they're trying, and I commend him. Well, it would be yeah. interesting to see. We'll know how good Chandler Morris is by uh, if and who they try to bring in at quarterback. Yeah. Now that Devin's yeah. gone. So there's a few others that have kind of happened in the last few hours. Um, okay. Jack Tuttle. Ends up at Michigan. Did you see that? Yeah, Jack Tuttle and 
AJ Barner. Oh yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Tight end. Zach yeah. Tuttle. It, I that guy's just literally starting his GA career <laughs> one year early, right. and that's not a knock on him. Like. Right. quarterbacks they will go to a school that's like kind of a thing is you go to a school you back up if you play you play if you don't you don't and then Correct. you have that in towards being a graduate assistant i think that's a great move for a lot of guys you if you know it's time that's awesome we kind of talked about that earlier ag barner is super interesting because that actually has some um has some fancy yeah impact because mm-hmm. colston loveland has been an awesome option how much does yeah. that hurt him in the future you know aj barner is like because eric actually, all left right eric all's at iowa iowa right which seems like Schoolmaker a really good maker may or may not go to the nfl i don't remember or know if that's been announced or if i'm just making that up but like now that tight end room tight end room is getting a little bit crowded um but i i think they might use Colston a little bit differently than their typical tight ends. Like he's not, he's not as like thick and big and who knows what happens all in the off season, but they might use him yeah. a little bit differently next year. But I think Barner's an interesting ad. Yeah. Sure. Kobe pace from running back from Clemson to UVA. I don't know how fun that really is. Um, reports he, are he, saying, Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. He probably gets playing time. I just don't know yeah. if anybody wants any piece of that offense. Yeah. You know, like I just like Collins was just never really worth much. Yeah. So there's another one that it's probably won't surprise anyone. Ajay Hall back in the portal. The rumor is he's back in the portal from Texas. Surprises nobody. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't want to spend a whole lot of time on that. Um, I did see Trey Knox end up at South Carolina. Is that like a from, poor from man's Jaheim Bell? Yeah, because he left, right? He portaled, right? He and a small school guy at Shorter, which is in Rome, Georgia, up the street from me, about an hour, both went to FSU. Mm. And I think his name is Murdoch or Murloc from Shorter. Mm -hmm. He's like uh, he's like a Dallas got like a Dallas Goddard type. You know, like a, he's like, yeah. it seems like a really good, good with his hands. I don't think the offense was passing. I think, you know, in the past, it's historically been triple option. Right. But he was like pretty talked up all season and eventually hit the portal. Yeah. Bell went to FSU and then he declared for FSU, which was super interesting. So I'm, I'm curious what Mike Norvell is going to do with that. Yeah. Um, another last one I've got really right here. Um, Arkansas receiver Ketron Jackson committed to Baylor. Um, I'm just reading the actually the 24-7 portal Twitter feed, so um, it's just easier to run down that list. But Sam Vidlack, Boise State quarterback, has entered the portal. That's two Boise State. Actually, if you want to count Jack Sears, that's three Boise State quarterbacks in the portal. <laughs> wait, wait. Is, is Sears anywhere How close? long can you be in the portal? Is there? Is, can you just live I in the think, portal? Or I do think you have you to get like lost in the portal? He's yeah. lost in the portal. We can't. Bangkok's got him now. <laughs> like I'm just point. wondering how that how that goes about. Like you go to the portal and then you don't declare, don't commit anywhere. Well, like, you're supposed you... to. Like the portal ends. Yeah, it's like, like a window, a week or three, yeah. right? And then it reopens, right? At the but, end of, but spring. like if it shuts, if it, the window, if the portal window shuts, are you stuck in the portal? <laughs> like, how does this work? 
Like, is Jack <laughs> Sears eligible to transfer still? That's all I need to know. I think it's all weird how this works, right? Like, because I even I think technically, and I don't know the full bylaws of all this. Like, you are able to announce you're in the portal and have committed to somewhere from the portal for the next one to three weeks or whatever that date is. Mm. Then I think technically you can't make a commitment to a school in the next like those next four or five months until the end of spring. Mm. And then it reopens. God, that's like, gotta be like, that's gotta be grueling. Like if you know where you want to go and you're like, you really want to just all that's BS though. Right. Because like, if you're the coach of Auburn, I'm going to, we're going to talk on the side anyways and be like, yo, I'm coming to you. You're coming to me. Okay, cool. Right. It's like like a, it's all like semantics. A, yeah, yeah. Have you seen the UTSA head coaches comments on the portal? I think I saw. Was it the that one? Was the he, one about he's got like, guys that are like trying to get poached being tampered from, with? Yeah, 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 yeah. That that I actually have a problem with. Like was, you have, then, you know who else brought it up was um, oh man, was it? Oh, Bielema? I saw it today. No, I saw it's it today. A Northern was, uh, coach. No, they were talking about. I just saw it. It was uh Drake May. They were talking about Drake May was offered like five million plus for Narduzzi. Pat yeah. Narduzzi from yep. Pitt said. I know of two different schools that we're going to commit or uh, I should say we're going to pay Drake May $5 million. Right. And he knows who they are. They weren't, He wasn't going to say them. Somebody rumored to say one of them was SEC. They probably are both SEC, but. Right. And that it. So I want to hear your thoughts on the whole, both between the UTSA head coach and Narduzzi's comments <sighs> and just the general idea of, of May getting offered $5 million, et So I, I don't have a problem with other schools recruiting you, but I have a problem with it when you, you could easily go to the portal and be recruited, right? You've chosen to stay there. There should be some limitation on, like you should not be being talked to by other schools if I'm not in the portal period. And if you're caught doing it, there should be some, some, um, repercussions yeah. Yeah, yeah right like because at this point i mean we know what happens we know that people talk you know that you can't officially say that oh we, a text message or a, a zoom call that we had nobody nobody knows about right but if it's out there that you're talking to this kid and he's trying to stay you're almost harassing the kid to, to leave again i don't know all the details but if he's offered five million and isn't going, it's, he seems pretty steadfast at North Carolina, right? <laughs> like, yeah. Well, I would say I think there's two parts to that, and I agree with you. I think if I have no problem with the portal. Kid, the portal's a great thing. I think it's it's great for the for I the, agree 100%. the freedom of these kids to do what they want to do, but to yep. do it in and a everybody window, everybody should yeah. be allowed to transfer. Yeah, as many times as they want. I don't have any issue with right. any of that. I have an issue with coaches and people like harassing players, as you mm -hmm. said, right? Like, I don't think that happens that much, but I'm sure there's, there's that instance right. where you're peer pressuring, you're pushing them. And like, you got to remember back to when you were like 18 to 22, like you're very impressionable. Much, yeah. You can easily persuade them. Yeah. But also I think that like, it's un like if I'm super happy at Pitt and I got guys like talking me up and persuading me and stuff like Yes, I think it's in a sense it's it's 
positive to have someone be able to show you, hey, we have this opportunity here and you should check it out. But also, too, that like it's kind of sleazy. Like yeah. it's kind of wrong in yeah. that, like, I don't know. I, there's, what, there's not really a great way to prove it. So, like, who knows how here's a, here's, a, change, here's something but. else that I think that kind of gets lost in a lot of the portal is that what do the people, the t- kids on the current team feel about you guys recruiting these these other kids basically to replace you? Like, how does that work? The dynamics well, I of think, that work when they come in? Like, if you're if you're in line to start at quarterback, right? Like, let's say with Chandler Morris, mm-hmm. let's use that one for example. Duggan leaves. Chandler Morris is in line to start, and then let's say they go get, I don't know, let's say Devin Leary decided to go to TCU. Chandler Morris is like, well, what the hell? Like, I well, thought, that's just kind of how it is, right? Like, you kind of have to read the tea leaves and like I've been here for do, I've but... been here for for two years, learning the system, doing all this work, and you're going to trust a guy just because he's played well somewhere else to come mm-hmm. in and and do this. It, to me, you got to be careful, in my opinion, with just going free will in the portal because it's it it could ruin a locker room as much as it can add to your talent well i think it goes all the different ways right like you always have to be conscious of what your intentions are as a coach because if you're potentially trying to replace a quarterback that's pretty big like that's Mm -hmm. like a that's a one player type thing right and i'm not saying it's not justified right like it could be the right thing in terms of like getting the best player for the for the position but if you have There's a repercussion, yeah, and it goes both ways, right? Like, if I tell you this, if I'm Chandler Morris and I hear that Sonny Dykes is asking around trying to talk about quarterbacks, and right, especially if they're not proven, right? Like, there's one thing to try to get Drake May to your school, right? It's another to try to get Malik Hornsby, right? Like, and I think Malik Hornsby right. could be a good, fun college quarterback, yeah. right? Pending where he fits and all that stuff, but like. They're clear differences. If I'm Chandler Morris, I'm like, bro, I've been here for two, three years, and you're just going to grab a guy that has proven nothing, if if anything, has looked kind of bad in a different offense, and you want him? You read the tea leaves and you roll out. But like, I think I think there's some repercussions on all sides by this, and we're all trying to learn it a little bit, right? Like, I think the transfer portal will be different in three to five years than it is now maybe in some nuances, maybe in some like rules, right? Like tampering type rules, Yeah, you know, somebody, and I don't want to go, I'm not, I would never think it will go this far, but like somebody in those mentions of it was like, we'll start finding the coaches if they tamper. <laughs> right. Cause that was that, that Taylor, right. I think it was Jeff Taylor, right. UTSA. Mm-hmm. Like, we'll find the coaches if they do stuff like that. Like in the NFL, you lose draft picks. Yeah. It's just, you get those big fines. That's not going to ever happen in college no. football. But like, there could be some situations where it becomes interesting. You lose five scholarships and stuff like that. You know, yeah. like that would become enough to like stop screwing around. But a bowl we'll see. I think, right? You lose. I mean, you, yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll see what happens. There's a lot that could change, right? Like five years ago, a lot of different things in college football were different. So yeah. we'll see what happens. But I think overarching i think the transfer portal is a positive oh i think it's great i think i think it's it's like an opportunity the way i I view it is like okay season's over windows open for you to jump in the portal if you're gonna go go now that way it's kind of it gives the teams 
the the schools like I know people don't care but like oh coaches can leave whenever they want like I, I get that argument but at the same time you have to field a team and if everybody just transfers whenever the hell they want how do you even know what you have to field the team you know, get what I'm saying yeah like you need to have a set window say look if you want to transfer go we're gonna we're gonna go recruit in the portal we'll do that now we know what we have and what we can what we need moving forward versus mm-hmm. just it's just a free for all. Just everybody can go whenever the hell they want to go. I think it. They, I think they've kind of done it right. Believe it or not, in terms of. I think they've done a lot of things right with yeah. it. I think there's probably some fine tuning for sure yeah. they could do. But uh, before we depart, I gotta. Yeah. This is big. Blake Corum mm. says he's fifty fifty. Oh, what he wants to do. So what do you? I'm curious. What do you think your fifty fifty is? What do you think? Where do you think he goes? Do you think he goes to the NFL or do you think he comes back? He has to make a decision. Uh, full concept, uh, context of the situation is he had some sort of knee surgery mm-hmm. in December. I think early December, it's safe to say. Yeah, He has until like mid-January, like January 15, 16, 17, something like that to decide. So, When's he supposed you... to recover? When's his full recovery supposed to be? We don't know. Like roughly, they have not. They no one has disclosed, as far as I know, they have not disclosed. So they haven't disclosed what his actual injury was. Did he tear his ACL? Was it an MCL? Was it a PCL? Meniscus? An LCL? A CCL? Nobody yeah. knows. Yeah. I well, maybe people know, but they just haven't said, or I haven't found. Um, it. my my gut says he goes pro. Okay. And I I just feel like as a running back. It, it, the quarterbacks are a little different because quarterbacks, in my opinion, can improve their stock by coming back. Play till they're like forty-two. Yeah, you know? they can improve their stock by coming back. Whereas a running back, yeah, you might have a better season, but now you have three hundred more carries on those on those legs. Mm-hmm. And an NFL teams like you know what you had a knee injury. Age did, matters for sure. You you did come back. You had a great season. That's great. But when's that knee going to go out again? You know, like I feel like that's always in the back of their mind with a running back that I think I want the less mileage. It's like when you're buying a car, like, would you rather have the car that's that looks nice and and performs, but it's got 80,000 miles on it? Or do you want the the car that, you know, maybe it's not as nice, but it's a little more reliable and only has 20,000 miles on it? You know, like, yeah, I think just overall, right? Like who's the time for a running back is shorter. Yeah. So I think that matters. They say what the average lifespan of a running back in the NFL is like three years, I think. Mm -hmm. Like that's not even a full contract. I mean, you look at like guys like Todd Gurley and, uh, you know, like David Johnson's traded for like a big pick and yeah, never player. And then all of a sudden he's like literally unheard of again. Like, It is. I mean, you see guys like uh, Chip Trainum from uh, Arizona State. Trans. He was a great running back at Arizona State. Transfers he transfers to, to Iowa State to be a linebacker, right? right? Like, like that's a real thing that a running back is considered kind of not valued yeah. in the same way as other positions. Because in the have, NFL, the, the the big positions that you have quarterback, defensive end, or edge rusher, right, or your left tackle. Those are kind of like the three big. Mm-hmm. Well, corner, and the other corner, one that's I like, in, I was going to say in corner is that other 
one that's really being valued highly right now. Yeah. We're not NFL guys by any means, but that's just <laughs> kind of what it seems. I mean, you can look at the drafts, right? Like yeah. Stingley and Sauce Gardner were pick three, four after right. two pass rushers. I mean, you could see just like how look at some quarterbacks get drafted top 10 and they're like, there's no way that guy should even be in the first round. But the way they value a quarterback or where they value a an edge rusher is, right. you know, like but Thibodeau from Oregon, he didn't even play much that last season at Oregon. Mm-hmm. Well, and he's, he went, he's looked good. He, oh, he's, he's, a, looked he's good. a stud. But like in yeah. the, the day, like he didn't even really have to prove himself because his raw, I guess, measurements are, and all that stuff is there. Like his measurables, that's what I meant to say, measurables, they're all there. And they would much rather take that chance on that position that's very hard to find than to get take a running back that, you know what, there's a bunch of good running backs. Like, let's face it, like if you look at, throughout college football right now, yeah, we like Corum. Corum's great. Corum's top three running back, right? But what's the difference between him and, you know, number 10 running back? Probably not enough for an NFL team to say, you know what? I'm taking him top five. Right. I think with Corum. But I think he goes pro. That's just my my gut. I think he goes. I lean he I lean he comes back. And I think it's for selfish college reasons. Um, like I think that he's just like a big Michigan guy. You know, he got hurt. He really didn't. Like if he, I can't remember. Did he play in the Ohio State game last year? Like I don't think so. And if he did, it was barely. Then he barely played in the game against Georgia. They got whomped, right? <laughs> and then he didn't. He got hurt against Illinois. Didn't play against Ohio State. And he's not going to play in the playoffs, right? right? And I foresee him being a guy, which I love this type of mentality, where it's like. My career, I never beat Ohio State really, right? Like, he was never really a part of it. And I lost in the playoff, and I wasn't a part of I think there's going to be those, like, stubborn, selfish reasons that are great, like, uh, motivational-type situations where it's like, I have other things left uh, to prove here. Now, the smart move is really, unless his knee surgery, and the knee surgery also, like, pushes him to returning because he's a guy that needs a combine. Like, he needs to to do stuff. Is he going to be ready for it? Is he going to be prepared for it? Is he going to have the training for right. it? Like, he can't run a 4.6. Like, if he runs, like, a 4.6, 4.65 or something, like, yeah. he's a fourth or fifth rounder. And at that point, what's the point? Just come back, you know, right. in a sense. Which is dumb, um, by the way. Four six, like act like that's slow. And for a running back, like, come on, like just hit a hold, and make it yeah. be good, right? Like, <laughs> like Le'Veon Bell yeah. wasn't running four threes, right? No. So, I think that I think it depends on his knee, his knee surgery, that issue, that injury, right? But mm-hmm. I, gun to my head, I say he comes back, but it's not something I would bet for sure. I think it's. Okay. Okay. Totally up for. I listened to the um the little mini snippet of the interview of him saying it, and I'm like, is he acting like this because he's excited and doesn't want to say he's coming back and like maybe take away from anything, or like mm-hmm. he's excited that he's going to go pro and doesn't want to like piss people off that he's going pro? So who knows? We'll see. Right. Yeah. 
there's a lot still to be decided with the portal and guys deciding if they're going to come back. And Corum is probably the big the big name we're kind of waiting on, right? Like that's I think that's huge. like the big name. I think him and Deuce are the big names that are. Oh yeah, that's a good really question. What do you think possible. about Deuce? What do you think? I think I think he stays. I think he goes, but I could see it either way. It's because totally a 50-50. I just feel like Deuce is what like I hate to even compare him like Darren Sproles, right? Like it's like the, the, the easy. He went to the same school, same kind of size and everything. But right. I just What's don't the benefit know? of him staying, right? Like yeah. it's literally Quorum two point right? Like I think, but couldn't he have left last year? No, is he a, is he a junior? I think he's a true junior right now. Who the hell knows who everybody what people are anymore? Like I'll take a quick look. I, I thought I thought he was a junior this year. Or I mean mm-hmm. last year. Let's see. But they had the he's COVID a true junior. Year. Oh, he's a true so, junior. Okay. He, so he didn't have the option. So he I mean, go. Okay. I could see it both ways. hundred percent. Yeah. I think for him, there's no better than like what he's gonna get, right? Like there's no injury issues, there's no combine issues with Corum. There's no like Kansas State ain't gonna compete for playoffs. So like I think there's some clear right. differences between Corn and him. And okay, I if, think you're, if you're him, he's do you play against like Alabama? That. What's that? If you're him, let's say you're thinking pro, do you play against Alabama? Because I would not not I I don't think he's of the mentality to sit. I don't think he's that type of guy. I can't imagine a dude that's always been overlooked because of size yeah. and height or all that type of, of things. That he would ever sit a game. Yeah, he comes out, but and I do has a big think, game that 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 might boost his stock. I don't have. I think it. I think he's fine either way. If I was him, mm. I might sit that game. Fair enough, right? Look people at his, are saying, look at his pet, like look at his stats. They're insane. Yeah, people are saying that Bryce should have sat and Will Anderson should have sat. Like maybe if you if you're, well, we, I don't want to go on too long about this, but mm-hmm. you know we we sit here and think we know what these kids actually want. This goes and, back to the very beginning, right? With right. The transfer portal. About, the, about, well, about recruiting. Like yeah. what, what, what do these kids value? And like Will Anderson and Bryce Young, they want to play and they want to play for the university of Alabama. And that's fine. I'm not ever going to sit there and say you made the wrong decision, like by playing a game. Um, I, that's just me. I, I feel like I, I get it. I get like, oh, why would you put yourself in jeopardy for the NFL draft? Bryce Young's going fuck top five, whether he gets hurt or not. Let's just go ahead and put that out there. Like, unless it's like devastating. Right. Injury. Like Willis McGahee type of stuff. Yeah. I like think it's, ultimately. Yeah. Will I, Anderson like, too. Will Anderson's a top five pick too. Like, why Why are we, you know, like, I, I don't think good or bad game is going to make a difference. I think ultimately I don't care. Like whatever they want yeah. to do, I don't have right. a problem. If they want to play it, I see people hate on Bryce Young for playing. Yeah. I see it on, people hate on players for sitting. It's but like here's the crazy part: if he sits, yeah, like you said, like he sits, people, are, oh, he he just bailed on his team. Like, yeah, but these bowl games, it's like these schools have bailed mm. on these bowl games. Like it's not even not even that like the coaches are bailing it like the schools bail on them something like the fan base bails on these bowl games i yeah. literally heard somebody say at, like i work here in, in the south in the memphis area right Ole miss is kind of the closest big school here and somebody's where was Ole miss playing what bowl are they playing in they're playing texas tech but what bowl is it i don't know something small but 
I I heard somebody say because they were asking, "Are you going to the go to the Ole Miss?" And they're like diehard Ole Miss fans, like supposedly diehard in quote Ole Miss fans. And they said, "No, we're not going because that's not a good bowl." Like <laughs> the fan base even devalues the bowls. Like if it's not playoff or not New Year's Six, they don't right. care. So it's all know, a bunch of hypocritical type yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah, I don't personally care. Like I. I don't yeah. know what they're coming from, what they need in their life or what they care about. Right. So how am I to judge? Whatever. Right. But right. Anyways. But anyway, that was a good, good hour over an hour. I was worried we would get, wouldn't be able to get past 25 minutes. And here we are. <laughs> well, my world cup filler was really what got us here. Um, but yep. no, that was a good one. Um, I really hope we can get Andrew back because he's got some topics he really wants to discuss. We have put all off season. We're not talking yeah, mock drafts or no, like, no, no. Uh, he has some stuff. I want it while it's fresh March, on his mind. We have, I don't want him to forget about it. We have two months. We have yeah, two yeah, and a half months. All right, but um, anyway, so. thanks guys for listening. Um, make sure you follow, join the Discord, like, subscribe to the YouTube, all that stuff. But, uh, until next week, guys. Thanks and see you next week. See you guys.